When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, everybody, we are live for a post-game Q&A. I am Eddie Provident. With me is Jared Prugar. Uh, This is DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is a Steelers post-game Q&A. Jared, there is really not much good to talk about with this with this football game. I don't even know if I want to even call it a football game. It was just, wow, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, unless you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but if you're listening to this, you're probably not. So sorry you had to sit through that for three hours. That was uh, an abysmal assortment of football, and that's coming from a guy that's watched Penn State every game this season as one of the members of the Penn State beat for this website. So I've seen a lot of bad football <laughs> that was atrocious as the Steelers lose 41 or 41 to 10. Sorry. They got that, that garbage touchdown. And uh, yeah. So how, how this works, if you, if you haven't been here for a post game, ask anything, question and answer session. uh, We are live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook and we are live on YouTube. Throw your questions in the, uh, in the comment section. Uh, we'll try to get to as many as possible over the next 20 minutes, half hour. We'll see how things go. And uh, yeah, maybe this will just be a cathartic uh, <laughs> uh, therapy session for all the Steelers fans uh, watching us today. So let's just get right to it. I'm going to go ahead and put the comments up on the screen. And then uh, Jared and I will do our best to answer them. I'll be honest with you. After watching that game, I don't have a lot of answers. <laughs> um, first, we'll start with this one. Uh, I turned it off at the half. Did I miss anything? No, no, you didn't. It was uh, Brian. It was it was much of the same. Uh, Pat Fryermuth had a nice catch in the end zone to make it look better than it was. The Steelers uh, finally forced a punt. Yeah, they forced a punt. So uh, I guess things to build on. Maybe I I don't. Yeah, grasping at straws here. Uh, when do we move on from both coordinators? Uh, I would have liked to have seen it happen in the at halftime <laughs> of this game. Uh, look, let's be real here for a second. Uh, try to stop the pessimistic joking. Um, the Steelers are a organization that are new, notor- I mean, I guess it's good and bad, but they are well known for their loyalty. Uh, they're not going to move away from a coach after one season or less than one season. Uh, it would have to be a lot worse than a five, five and one season for them to, uh, step away from Matt Canada. And I don't think that they're going to step away from Keith Butler just because I think that they understand uh, or they're going to look at it as a lot of injuries and a lot of 
uh, things that didn't go the the organization's way uh, with a lot of these players. Um, so I don't think either of them are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jared? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to sit here and say that they probably won't go over go away from me. I mean, you can't you have to have consistency, especially on the offensive side of the football. But I mean, let's be real, the real offensive coordinator, they they haven't let call plays. And when they did, they scored a boatload of points against LA Chargers, and that was Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. So I mean, trust in Ben, trust in that offense, and maybe that'll actually do something. Um, but what Matt Canada is doing in the schematics that he's throwing out there week after week after week just isn't working. Now, as far as Keith Butler, there it's a depleted bunch. I mean, TJ Watts banged up. Um, Devin Bush uh, is a pylon. Uh, Joe Hayden's been hurt. Megan Fitzpatrick's back today, gets an interception. So the defense, you know, they there are excuses. You obviously don't want to have excuses, but at the same time, there are plenty of excuses to be had defensively. But there is no excuse for giving up 82 points in two weeks. I mean, 41 no, against the Chargers, not at all. 41 again today. That, that There's just no excuse for that for, his, for a, a, an organization that prides themselves on defensive football. There's no excuse for that. Absolutely agree with you 100%. Uh, John Lease from Facebook says, uh, can anyone explain why Ben played the whole game? Uh, Jared and I were talking that before we talking about that before we went live. I have no clue why Ben was in that game uh, in the second half at all, let alone the fourth quarter garbage time like that i guess maybe you just want to get the reps in but uh, i was not a fan of that at all i i'd like i would much rather see if he's going to be your starter for the foreseeable future at least till the end of this season barring injury i would like to see him get taken out of that game they took uh, I, I know i saw a lot more of uh, anthony mcfarland in the backfield uh, in the second half uh, especially late in the game uh, I would have liked to have seen them not use Ben Roethlisberger and Deontay Johnson for that matter, because we saw what happened with him against uh, the Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders game. Uh, he got injured on the last play of the game there. Uh, I, I just didn't like it. I don't have an answer for it. I wish I did, John, but I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I was very perplexed by that, by that thought process. Yeah, we don't have any answers, but I hope Mike Tomlin does because I think that's inexcusable. If, if for a guy that gets banged up, and and I, we've seen the offensive line of Pittsburgh Steelers play, it's not like they're doing any good. Um, so, I mean, for him to, to leave Ben vulnerably in there um, in a game that was considerably out of hand, I mean, they're calling timeouts under two minutes. I mean, I understand getting momentum, and they had that momentum kind of at the end of the Chargers game going into this week, and then just that all went away on the first drive. But – there is just no excuse for leaving your, your ancient quarterback in there. Go in, get Mason Rudolph some reps, get your second teamer some reps. And not just Ben, but the starters were in there too. Chase Clay, Chase Claypool, Pat Farmuth obviously had that great touchdown catch. But, man, I just don't agree with that call. But, again, that's why Mike Tomlin makes millions, and we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure what this one's referring to, but we'll go with it. Robert Ellison says, you think you really think Tomlin is the problem? Um I think that there are a lot of problems right now, and I think that uh, I think Tomlin's probably just part of it. Uh, I I don't I think if if you're being honest, and, and I think this is what Tomlin is how Tomlin's going to approach this this week um, in that building in the in the Steelers facility on the south side, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Um, they're going to look in the mirror, and it's going to start with Mike Tomlin, and they're going to find, especially after watching the film on uh, or the film on this game. There are a lot of problems, and it starts at the top with the coach, and it trickles all the way down to every single backup. Uh, there is not – I mean, you look at a game like today, there wasn't one bright spot in this football game today, and they have to own that. The Steelers have to, to look at the film 
They have to digest that and they have to be ready to play a very tough Ravens team. Um, whether, you know, as Steeler fans, whether we want to admit that the Ravens are going to be a tough game or not, they're going to have to face a tough Ravens football team and they've got to bounce back from this fast. If they want to salvage this season, they have to bounce back fast. And it starts with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, the standard is the standard, right? Well, what's the, yep. what's the Pittsburgh Steelers standard this season? Um, you know, mediocrity. That's what, yeah, mediocrity is, is a dish well served, except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you expect that from maybe the Bengals or the Browns, of course, but the, the Steelers, this isn't the Steelers. This isn't Steelers football. So, I mean, he's got to take a good long look at him and at himself. What's the issue? Defensively, I mean, I think they have a lot of issues. Devin Bush, woof. I mean, obviously, Spillane gets hurt, isn't able to come back. That means Devin Bush is on the field more. The Bengals did a great job of, of targeting James Pierre and Joe Hayden's absence, and T. Higgins had an incredible football game. Um, so, I mean, yet in for for a guy that's his coming into this, his specialty is defense. Mike Tomlin's got to take a good, long, hard look at the defense, and then offensively, I mean, Benny Snell had eight carries for twenty-three yards. I understand that they were playing from behind quite a bit, but man, when you get a feature back like that and you're only using him eight carries. There is something wrong there. Yep. I've been banging that drum for a few weeks now, Jared. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know why they're not using Najee Harris more than they are. He's playing a bunch of snaps, but they're not putting him in the right situation. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, we've got Ian Richards here from YouTube. Uh, do you think the Steelers punted on this season by not spending all the cap money, like punting in the Steelers' way? Um, Ian, I, I I think that from a fan standpoint is a good question. Um, I don't think that the Steelers are ever going to punt on a season. I don't think that that's the way this franchise operates. Um, I am curious as to why they didn't spend that they have 10 or $11 million in cap space that they haven't touched. And I am curious as to why I would love to get an answer from Kevin Colbert from on that. Um, you know, maybe by the end of the season, when he speaks, uh, the next time he speaks, we will get an answer, but yeah, I, I don't think that they punted on this season, maybe not intentionally. Um, but I do think that not using that 10 or $11 million in cap space, uh, left some holes that they could have at least tried to patch. You can't guarantee that they would have, but they could have at least tried to. Yeah, and, and that's tough because, I mean, what are you going to do with that money? You could go out and say you get a Melvin Ingram, and that really didn't work out the way that they had expected. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on what's available and what the market gives you. I mean, the Steelers are always going to be smart. I think they have one of the best front offices in all professional sports, which is something that's crazy when you look down the street and you see what the Pirates have to offer on the North Shore. Um, but it's just one of those situations where is it smart to spend up to that to that cap limit or are you just going to go with 
what you got. And, you know, we sit here and the world is on fire and, the, and, and you can insert that this is fine GIF or GIF or however you want to say it. Um, but at the same time, there are only 11 games left or they're only through 11 games of the season. There's still a lot of season left. Now that doesn't make it any better because they have the worst schedule moving forward. They play, I think it's the highest winning percentage out of anybody um, throughout the next couple of weeks of the season. And that's, that's going to give you kind of your indication of where the Steelers are at uh, as a team. So to say that they haven't punted is I don't think fair yet. I don't think they're going to, I think there's still a lot of fight left in the season, but I mean, it, the, the it's going downhill fast and, and not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, I got one here that I kind of take exception to uh, Jordan three ninety a says Tomlin's a big problem. No team discipline. I don't see it as team discipline, man. I, I don't really, I don't see that as the problem. I see, uh, you know, sometimes a lack of effort in this game. I saw when the game got out of hand, I saw that guys, you know, when, when a game gets out of hand like this, you want to see guys play for themselves. Almost. You want to see guys play for some pride. Uh, I see that being a problem, but I don't see the team being undisciplined. I see the team being young and experienced. I see an offensive line that has really never played together before this season that hasn't gelled, has no cohesion. I see uh, a, a quarterback that's getting older and showing signs of, uh, of wear and doesn't always have it like he didn't today. Uh, I see wide receivers that are very inconsistent, save Deontay Johnson. Uh, Chase Claypool needs to be better on 50-50 balls. Uh, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, that one in particular that he dropped, uh, that Ben threw, threw to Chase Claypool that he dropped behind him. Uh, could have been a better ball, no doubt, but Chase Claypool can help his, his quarterback out. Uh, you know that That's one of those things where you know both of those guys drop, no pun intended, both of those guys dropped the ball. I don't see Mike Tomlin in a, a lack of discipline on this team. Uh, that's not what I see at all. I see a lot of problems, but that's not it. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, that's just what I see. One man's opinion. Yeah. And I mean, it's tough because I think discipline wise, you know, Chase Claypool kind of lost his cool, um, had an issue there at the end of the uh, end of the game where he, you know, drives the cornerback out to the, to the sideline, rips the helmet off, causes a 15 yard penalty. And if it wasn't for the Bengals sideline, that could have been an, a, a, a big time brawl, but you know, it's just playing smart. I mean, at that time they were down 38 points. Just why, why are you doing this? And, and you know what? I mean, Tomlin knows the game. They, the players respect him. People want to play for Mike Tomlin. So, I mean, yeah. Are they undisciplined at times in the game? Yes. But I don't think that's indicative of Mike Tomlin. I think that's just indicative of, of a young immature team. You know, not everybody is 39 years old, like Ben Roethlisberger or however old, you know, a lot of these guys are young, second, third rookie, uh, rookie year players. And when you have that, man, it, it's tough. It's tough to kind of get from that from that big man on campus in college to that low man on the totem pole uh, in the NFL. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing, especially with the young receivers. Um, but again, you know, it, it starts at the top and you can't let that stuff kind of feed into the program. Yeah, um, I got one here. Uh, trying to be optimistic, I guess. Um Pittsburgh sports all the time says, and even though we lost today, just got to win the next two games and we're in a good spot. Uh, yeah, that's true. But what has this team showed us that we would have any confidence that they're going to go in, they're going to, they're going to go into next week and, and beat the Baltimore Ravens. This is a, what have you done for me lately league? That's one of the most overused phrases about the NFL, but it's true. Uh, until the Steelers do something 
to prove that you know fans and and all of it, you know like the the city could put any kind of faith in them winning a, a meaningful game right now against a good football team uh i don't buy it i just i don't buy it at all yeah i mean you got to beat the baltimore ravens uh lamar jackson's pretty pretty good at the game of football uh, the ravens defense is pretty good yeah. too and then you got to play uh my uh, or not in miami but a minnesota vikings team the next week on a yep. short week after probably a physical matchup against the Ravens, you got them coming in on a Thursday or going there on a Thursday, I believe, if I'm, if I'm looking at the schedule correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're, so you're going to Minnesota, short week. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, there's a very good chance, as, as good as it would be for them to win both games, there's a very good chance that they could go 0 and 2, and this is even a, more of a disaster than what it is already. Because the Minnesota Vikings are infinitely better than what their record uh, will tell you. Uh, I mean, they're sitting here at 5 and 5 without this week. Um, being factored in, but uh, you know it. Yikes! Yeah, uh, and and they're much better than what their record is uh, indicating. Absolutely. Um, we got Sean Gallagher on Facebook says, "Be realistic. Nobody's getting fired. So, what reasonable changes could be made to possibly salvage this season?" I love this question, Sean, because it is rooted in reality. Um, I, if it were me, if I were if I were doing this, the first thing I would do is I would start Zach Banner over Dan Moore Jr. That would be the number one. I would get Zach Banner on the offensive line. I would move Chooks over to left tackle. I'd get Zach Banner at right tackle. And I would start using more heavy packages. I would get Derek Watt involved in the blocking schemes. I would have uh, Zach Gentry uh, getting more involved with the blocking schemes. And I would get Najee Harris the ball 25 to 30 times a game. I realize he's a rookie, and I realize that's a lot to give that kid. But I would be loading up on the heavy packages and forcing teams to respect the running game. That's what I would start off with on the defensive side of the ball. It, it starts and it ends with tackling. Uh, this team cannot tackle right now, which is why teams are gashing them in the run game. Um, the front seven is not playing well. Look, I, I said this on Twitter today. I, I tried my best to be patient with, with Devin Bush I tried to give him a benefit of a doubt after the knee injury and after the chaotic offseason he had and you know, kind of lost his mind on social media. Um, I don't really put a lot of stock into that, but it's a trend now. The guy is playing like he doesn't care. Um, I believe it was Jason Mackey clipped, clipped an extra point where like he it looked like the controller broke. Uh, Devin Bush just didn't move. Um, you've got to put some kind of effort forth. And, and De Devin Bush isn't doing that. So I would get him off the field until he's ready to put some effort forth. I'd get him off the field. All of the, all of the changes that are going to be made are going to be personnel uh, because the coaches aren't really going to change how they scheme. So it's going to have to be personnel. So that for me would be, uh, I would get bigger on the, on offense and I would get guys, even if they're not as talented, I would get guys who care and play like they care on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is it starts up front on both sides. And, you know, you get Banner into the game. I think, you know, coming back from an ACL tear on both sides of football is tough. Um, I think if there's a position group uh, where, you know, it's a little harder, it probably is the offensive line just with, with the way that the body moves. So if he's fully healthy and fully able to go and, and ready for that, I think you gotta, you got to do it. Um, you know, this is a banged-up defensive unit, but the pass structure has got to be there. And they're not really, you know, with a banged-up, TJ Watt, they're not really getting up the field. And then there was an opportunity for Alex Highsmith to make a play uh, this afternoon. 
and he ends up, you know, dropping a pick when, and of course, in, in true Steelers fashion in this game, it ends up in the hands of Joe Mixon. <laughs> and, and instead of an interception, the ball gets right back into the Bengals' hands. So, I mean, you start up front. I mean, tackling is a big issue. Devin Bush, I, I mean, yeah, highly, highly touted pick, but he's not proven it. Even, even coming off the injury, obviously, again, ACL tears, you just never know what you're going to get when you come back. But there are so many times where he's just kind of standing lost. Um, and the worst part is they just don't have anybody to take over for them. And then I think the, the biggest thing is getting healthy. Uh, and they have to get healthy on defense. I mean, Joe Hayden pro- being out again proved just how valuable he is to this to this Penn or to, not the Penn State, but this Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. Uh, James Pierre just got torched today, and yeah. and that's just can't happen against teams like Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, I want to go back to another Facebook uh, question here. It's not even a question. It's more of a statement, but it, uh, it's something I do want to talk about. Uh, Sean Ivanovich says, uh, defensively, they don't scare anybody. Uh, dude, I'm with you 100%. And, and let's take a look at this football team for a second. When we came into the season, um, when the fans and the media went into this football season, the the understanding was that the that the offense had to be average to slightly above average and the defense had to be dominant. That was the understanding of this football team. You've got TJ Watt. You've got Alex Highsmith. You've got Joe Hayden. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick. You've got Cam Hayward. You've got all of these dudes that are big-time players. They're there for splash plays. The defense was supposed to be what carried this football team. And like you said, man, 80, what, 81 points back-to-back weeks total? uh, It would be 82, 41 and 41. 82, yeah, 82 points in back-to-back weeks against the – Bang, uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Chargers. It's I don't care how many injuries you have. 81 points is unacceptable. This defense is failing miserably. I love TJ Watt, but he didn't play well today. He didn't do anything today. He did very little. And when you're play, when you're paying a guy as much as you're paying TJ Watt, and he wasn't the problem today. I'm not trying to make it out to be that. But when you're paying a guy as much as you're paying TJ Watt, he can't have weeks off. The defense is not good right now. The defense stinks. There's one or two guys on that defense that actually show up week in and week out, and it's T.J. Watt and it's Cam Hayward. And when the two of them have an off week, like like they did, everything crumbles. The defense needs to be better. That starts with Keith Butler. That starts with Mike Tomlin, and it trickles down to everybody else, like I said earlier in the show. But, yeah, defensively, they're they're not good. And that is a big problem with this football team because if this football team was going to make a playoff run, the defense had to be the reason why, and they are not. Yeah, I mean, and teams are going to try to neutralize Cam Hayward and TJ Watt as best they can. And, and you know, offensively, Joe Mixon and, and Joe Burrow, they did that really well uh, for Cincinnati. So, I mean, that's my big thing is, hey, listen – they're going to schematically come after you to neutralize Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, your two biggest playmakers, probably two of the two of the top three, if not top five, defenders in all of the NFL at the at the moment. You know, TJ Watt's stats for, speak for themselves. Cam Hayward's stats speak for themselves. So, how can you, on the back end of that, figure out how you can combat them being neutralized and being, you know, aggressive both in the run and in the pass, and and just playing. Just, competent defense because they're not playing competent defense behind them you know I thought Minka Fitzpatrick played an okay game had eight tackles in the interception but again when you're when your safety is making eight tackles that means people are getting downfield and yep. you know there Can't are so happen, many man. times 
that that people got through that first level and there was nobody in the next level to even even get get to them. You know, there is a Joe Mixon cutback run, I want to say later in the game, probably in the second half, where James Pierre had an option opportunity to tackle him one on one for either a minimal gain or no gain. And Mixon just cuts back right past him and it turns it into into a chunk play. And that's the stuff that, that can't happen. And that's the kind of stuff that you get when you have an inexperienced and, and really just a young defense. over to the offensive side of the ball. We'll take a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap things up here. Um, Mario Wade on YouTube says, all I want for Christmas is a quarterback. Mario, look, I'm with you that Ben was terrible today. Uh, he, like everybody else on this team, did not have a good football game. But I can't look at this season. I can't watch this football team as much as I've watched it and say that Ben Roethlisberger is the issue this year. Uh, ben Roethlisberger just got off of a five-game stretch where he didn't throw an interception. Um, he was above 95, I think, in every single one of those as far as qu quarterback ra rating goes. Um, he was getting the ball out to his playmakers uh, in a timely fashion despite having an offensive line that cannot block for him. Uh, if you put Mason Rudolph in, it's going to be more of the same uh, because he's not mobile and this offensive line can't block. Uh, as much as I think that Ben is at the end of his career, and I, I, I can't see him playing another season after this season, um, all I want for Christmas is an offensive line that knows how to pass block. <laughs> uh, and, and I get, like I said, I, Ben was not good today. There's there's no excuses for Ben in the way he played today. But uh, but to sit here and say this season so far, the reason, you know, that he's the reason they're 5-5-1, five, five I, I can't buy that. He, you know, He's not the one dropping passes like Chase Claypool does. He's not the one missing blocks like every single offensive lineman has. You know, he's not the one calling the plays like Matt, for the most part, like Matt Canada is. Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger can only do so much. And right now, uh, like I said, he wasn't good this week, but he has been one of the bright spots over the last four or five weeks. This offense isn't designed to score. 41 or 42 points. Nope. This offense with, you know, maybe with Juju, maybe. Um, and, and with a competent offensive line, yeah, absolutely. You would hope that they could be able to put some points up and put them up in, in droves. But, you know, I don't think this is Ben's fault by any means. I think there are times where he is at fault. Um, you know, today, I don't think he played very well at all. Uh, the interceptions were just abysmal. Um, and, hey, kudos to, to Mike Hilton for, for showing up today for the Bengals. But yeah. this isn't your – this isn't like the, the Bengals that we grew up on either. You know, they're, they're a better team. They're a competent team. I think Zach Taylor is doing a great job with, with the roster that they put together there in Cincinnati. But, again, Ben can't go out there. And, you know, I'm sure if he played free safety, uh, things would be a lot worse than what they would be. But he can't – he's not giving up 41 points a game. Now, granted, the offense only scored 10 against the Bengals, and that was in all four quarters. Because for whatever reason, like we talked about earlier, Ben Roethlisberger and the first teamers were were there late in the game. Um, so, I mean, it's not all Ben, but they do need an answer at quarterback, whether that's Dwayne Haskins. I don't think so. I, obviously, we would see him more, I think, if he if they wanted to get a better look at him. And I definitely don't think it's Mason Rudolph. 
So, I mean, maybe if the Steelers end up with a, with a, a sub 500 record, they can go out and get a competent quarterback um, to maybe even learn the ropes under Mason Rudolph for a year or just come in and, and, and see what, he, what, what you got like uh, New England did with Mac Jones. Yeah, a, a week or two, um, uh, DK on one of his daily shots was talking about, uh, you know, whether Mason Rudolph is the, you know, the future starter in Pittsburgh. And I, 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 I don't think that he is. I don't think there's any circumstance that Mason Rudolph is a starter in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I agree. I tend to agree with DK on that. Um, Gaming with Geo says we need to draft a quarterback. We obviously need a lot more than that. Uh, but let the old man sit. We're not winning with or without him right now. Um, I actually don't want them to draft a quarterback in this draft class. Uh, I, I don't really see any quarterbacks that, that I am like over the top about, like that, that really like move the needle for me. I know everybody in Pittsburgh is going to talk about Kenny Pickett and look, I, I love Kenny Pickett, but I wouldn't take a first round pick on Kenny Pickett when you need a tackle when you need a cornerback, when you need defensive line help, you need inside linebacker help now because Devin Bush just decided that he doesn't like to play football anymore. Uh, you need so much more than a quarterback right now. And I think that in the offseason, you could probably go get a veteran. Um, and Tomlin's even said he wants a veteran. I think that you can go get a, you know, a Tyrod Taylor, a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, somebody that's going to be a stopgap for a couple years, even a Marcus Mariota. I mean, like, you know, who has some pedigree. Uh, that you you might be able to just string a year or two along as a stopgap until you uh, in, until there's that guy in the draft that you really feel comfortable getting. Uh, you know that's what the, that's how the Steelers got Ben Roethlisberger. They they had Tommy Maddox for a handful of years that it was a stopgap. Uh, they ended up with the 11th overall pick, pick Ben Roethlisberger, and it was all you know all downhill from there. That's what they're going to have to do this time. I, I can't see them. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want them to draft a quarterback this year. Yeah, the sexy pick is always going to be Kenny Pickett because it's just the relationship he has with the right. city of Pittsburgh and, and what he's done at Pitt, which has been incredible. And, you know, is he the right fit? I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time Matt Canada called plays for somebody from Pitt. Um, but, again, it's one of those situations where you got to do what's best for the, for the program and the organization now. So if that means getting the best right guard, right tackle, or, or somebody that's going to help you immediately, that's fine. And if you have to live another year with Ben, whether that's going to happen or not, I don't know. But you, if you're going to draft a quarterback, you got to draft, or you got to go out and sign a free agent uh, QB as well, because if he's going to be learning behind Mason Rudolph, I don't think that's going to be a justice for that quarterback, the incumbent quarterback. You know, get a guy that, that's okay for being a starter for a year or two. Um, and get somebody that, that is going to push him maybe even. And and if that ends up where the rookie quarterback comes in and, and does better, I mean, this is a, this year I think the, the quarterback class is, isn't, you know, one of the strongest. Um, and that's not saying that it could be any stronger next year either. So, I mean, you got to go out and get what's best for your organization at that time and your team at that time. If that means Kenny Pickett, that means Kenny Pickett. If that means – somebody else, then that's okay too. But you've just got to put them in positions to succeed. And I don't think that they've ever really put Mason Rudolph in that position to succeed being behind Ben Roethlisberger for as many years as he has been. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say on that, Jared, because I think you summed it up perfectly. There's, there's so much more that this team needs to do uh, that I think right now, is more important than quarterback. And I realize quarterback is the most important position on the field, 
But in order for a young quarterback to succeed, you need to build around him and make sure that the infrastructure is there to make sure that the offensive line is there. Make sure that, you know, he has wide receivers that he could trust to go get a 50, 50 ball. Um, they've got a good running back. They've got, they've got that taken care of. Um, you know, I, yeah, man, I, I just, I think there's, there's not enough at the quarterback position in this draft, like I said, and they have way too many needs uh, to, to waste a first round pick on a guy that, that may or may not be, you know, may or may not be the guy. I'd rather see them get a veteran and just kind of go from there next year. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we've hit the half hour mark, so that's going to wrap it up for uh, for the Q&A. Uh, they ask anything post-game show. Uh, if you uh, if you if we didn't get to your question, sorry, it was just there was a lot of them today. They kind of just kept flying in and they still are. Uh, we appreciate everybody that watches and hangs out with us. Uh, you know, we always appreciate you guys. Uh, be on the lookout here, uh, later on tonight, we will have, uh, you know, we'll have some more content up on our social media feeds on our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have some interviews, uh, from the game tonight, uh, you know, post game interviews. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for all that stuff. And we always appreciate you guys for listening and watching, uh, for Jared Prugar and TK Pittsburgh sports. I'm Eddie Provident. This has been the post game Q and a, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Take care.